Hello again, Bears fans. Hope you are doing great and welcome on into the We Are Regal Radio's fourth and goal series where we preview the Bears' upcoming opponent and matchup. This week they will be traveling to Atlanta to play the 0-2 Falcons. A big opportunity for the 2-0 Bears to get to 3-0 and really, really good stuff that they can get there regardless of how they've played. When you start off 3-0, you give yourself a really good chance of making the playoffs, assuming you can uh, just hold your own water the rest of the way. So let's get into our first goal, and it's going to be a pretty easy one and probably a pretty short one. The Bears are going to have plenty of things to break down and plan for, but really this week sets up for an easy first goal where it's about scoring. And this has been a running theme really since Matt Nagy took over the Bears. The Bears have not been a great team in terms of scoring. They can be really good at times, uh, pretty solid overall in 2018. But there was plenty of times in 2018 where all of us were criticizing Matt Nagy's offense and saying, where's the scoring? Where's the points? And that obviously was a huge theme in 2019 in general. And so far on this young season, it's become that same theme and problem all over again. Aside from that fourth quarter where the Bears threw three touchdowns, or should I say Mitch Trubisky threw three touchdowns against the Lions, uh, they haven't put up a ton of points otherwise. Uh, in total, they put up 23 points in seven quarters compared to the 21 that they put up in one quarter against the Lions. That's not going to get it done against much of anybody, let alone some of the best teams in the league. This Falcons defense, they are ripe for the picking because they are giving up a league-worst 39 points a game right now. No doubt the Falcons have an offense that can put up some points. They're fifth in the league scoring offensively at 32. They've been so hot and cold when you talk about point scoring and points given up. This is not a week where you want the Falcons to get healthy in terms of their scoring defense. This is a week where you want them, this is a week where you want to take advantage of your opponent and really, really show what you can do uh, offensively when you're given the opportunity that your opponent has a weak pass defense. That's gonna be the big key, whether it's through Mitch and the air, whether it's on the ground, combination of both, you know, the play calling, whatever you want to put it on, this offense has to score. And one of the big reasons why they haven't scored a lot this year is very little plays downfield, whether it's through the ground or through the air, but especially through the air. That has to change eventually. And maybe that only will change with a changing quarterback for the Bears. But you cannot really expect to put together eight to ten play drives going 80 yards and scoring touchdowns drive after drive after drive. Not even the best teams in the league can do that. You have to get chunks. You have to be able to get, you know, 20 plus yards here and there, at least a few of them, you know, a couple of them, enough of them, if you will. But you can't just rely on keeping the chains keeping ahead of the chains, keeping third downs to a minimum, because unless you're going perfect on third down, you're going to have some draws, some drive stall, and if a team gets a 50-yard touchdown on you on one play, let's say, 
that's a that's a huge difference. You can't compete with that, and now you're really putting pressure on your offense, who's showing inability to score, to have to score, and that's the worst case to be in. This league is about scoring and being able to put up points, and even some of the bad teams in this league can put up points that the Bears can't. This is the week. You know, everything sets up for them. They have the ability, they have the talent, they have a weak opponent, especially at stop in the pass. Therefore, big goal in this game, got to be able to score. If they can't do that, it's going to be very, 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 very difficult for the Bears to come away 3-0 and this Sunday. Our second goal here on our We Are Regal Radio's fourth and goal series, previewing the Bears taking on the Falcons in Atlanta. We're going to focus in on a rookie that's been pretty impressive so far this year, and that's Jalen Johnson, the cornerback for the Bears, starting opposite uh, Kyle Fuller. And through two games, I think we would all give, you know, a good grade to Jalen Johnson. Maybe not rave reviews, maybe not, uh, you know, over the moon because there hasn't been necessarily that interception or those exact playmaking type moments that you can point to. But, you know, He's really been as good as you can probably expect a rookie with an abbreviated training camp, uh, no preseason, starting immediately in the NFL. That's that's incredibly tough for a rookie. And for him to just kind of come in with that swagger, with that chip, because he believed that he should have been a first-round pick and he fell all the way to the Bears in the second round, it's been impressive to see him Uh, so far in this early part of the year. That being said, there is a little bit of a caveat because as good as Jalen Johnson has been, look at the competition he's gone up against. With uh, the Detroit Lions losing Kenny Galladay, they really didn't have a ton of depth behind him. And certainly Galladay being such a playmaker, it has all this attention on him from the Bears defense or any other defense that it opens things up for the other receivers in the group. Without him, you can really sink your teeth into the other receivers because you're just not afraid of them in terms of their playmaking. And Jalen definitely benefited from that week one. And then you look at week two, again, you know, very lackluster receiving core from the Giants. They lose Sterling Shepard pretty early and he's by far their best receiver currently. And once again, you lose Shepard all these other players have to kind of take on different roles than they're used to. You know, the number two has to be the number one. The slot receiver might have to be the number two, so on and so forth. So Jalen has definitely benefited from the fact that he's gone up against some some lackluster competition. And really, that's that's great. I mean, you want to dominate lackluster competition like he has shown so far and it's just great for him to have a few weeks to get his feet really under him, get a, a real sense of the speed of the game, especially in live game action. So certainly he can has a lot of uh, opportunity to improve. That being said, this could be a learning week for the young rookie because Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones for Atlanta are big-time playmakers, obviously, and they've got some nice depth behind them they have a a decent group of tight ends and running backs so Jalen Johnson is going to probably be tested in a multitude of ways you know if there is some good news 
uh, Julio Jones is battling a hamstring issue, so the Bears could potentially luck out again where you might not see Julio at all this Sunday, and that would be huge because that, that makes Calvin Ridley a little less effective and probably makes the entire offensive uh, passing attack a little less effective for the Falcons, which would be great for the Bears and Jalen Johnson. If Jalen can go out there and play as well as he's played and do it against a guy like Calvin Ridley, that would be obviously a big eye-opener and would be huge for the Bears' defense going forward because if you've got Kyle Fuller, an all-pro type corner on one side and then on the other side, maybe the most exciting young rookie corner, that would be a, a recipe for a really good secondary, especially when you throw in Tayshawn Gibson and Eddie Jackson, of course. And that would be huge for this Bears team that's really struggling with a pass rush. Jalen, though, you know, every rookie usually has to go through it, and they have some tough games. And in Atlanta, yeah, you're talking about the turf there. Everything gets sped up. And as a corner, sometimes you don't like things getting sped up because that means, you know, a step or two behind might be more like three four steps behind and that's the difference between a touchdown and maybe the quarterback checking down to the running back so if Jalen can go out there as of course with the rest of this Bears defense and contain the weapons that Matt Ryan has in the passing game and at least slow them down somewhat that's going to be so so important in the Bears efforts to trying to get a victory but of course, you're not really going to have a strong defensive day against the pass if you're not getting a pass rush. And one of your corners, let's say a rookie corner, is not having a good day and is getting beat all over the field. So a lot of pressure on Jalen Johnson to perform. I can't wait to see him, just like with Mitch. It, it feels like some of these young guys that are really imp at really important positions are getting opportunities to really show something against you know, a team like Atlanta who – is 0-2 for a reason, but they are a lot deadlier than an 0-2 team, especially some of the 0-2 teams in this league. And Matt Ryan being such an all-pro and a great quarterback in his own right, uh, I would think he's just looking at 33, the rookie, saying we need to attack him and make sure that he can hold his own before we start going elsewhere and attacking this Bears defense. If Jalen can rise up to the occasion, that would be obviously a huge blow to the Falcons' efforts in trying to get a victory this Sunday. We're going to move over to our third goal, and an important one in its own right. We're going to move to the front lines of the Bears' defense. We were in the secondary, now we move up front. Run defense is still an area where the Bears really have to start showing more, and you know, losing Eddie Goldman was huge in hurting their run defense. They have an injury to John Jenkins, their backup defensive tackle, so they're a little thin at the defensive line right now. That's obviously scary when you're talking about the Bears' run defense and how poor it's been, but I'm going to focus in on the pass rush because talked about this last week there's that old adage of you need to earn the right to rush the passer by stopping the run on first and second down that's obviously going to be key at all times uh, in every game moving forward if you're getting destroyed by the running game of the opponent it's very hard to win period period in the nfl because you're talking especially a guy like matt ryan who can start using play action, they're controlling time possession, they're staying on the field. 
They can make big plays downfield. You're just increasing opportunities for offensive efficiency. But uh, as much as I want to harp in on the Bears stopping the run, uh, definitely the pass rush is uh, an important factor in this game, without a doubt. Because if the Bears do get the opportunity to rush the passer, it has not been very good so far this year. They really didn't do much against Matt Stafford and the Lions, and that was a little bit concerning because you had quite a few inexperienced guys making starts and going up against Mack, uh, Akeem Hicks, and some of these other solid players that the Bears have in their front seven. And maybe Chuck goes a little bit more pressure this week, feeling like, hey, we got to get after Matt Ryan, and I'm not going to take the chance if our front four can't get there. But outside of that, you look at uh, the second week against the Giants. Once again, the pass rush extremely lacking when you're talking about Andrew Thomas making his second career start at left tackle, and he's a rookie. You've got a bunch of inexperienced guys, and let's face it, this Giants offensive line has been a running punchline for the last two years. To think that the Bears really haven't done too much in terms of the pass rush is very surprising. Khalil Mack got a sack last week, but just not seeing a lot of him. Robert Quinn made an amazing first play, and it was great to see him on the football field, but didn't even really hear from Robert Quinn too much afterwards. And of course, Akeem Hicks, again, making some solid plays, but all these guys, Mac, Hicks, Quinn, and some of these other defenders, you're just getting like a play here and there where you're like, oh yeah, they're great. But then we're back to not seeing a consistent Mac. You're not seeing a consistent Hicks. Quinn only came back last week, so let's give him a little bit of time. And he didn't have much of a training camp at all, but he's definitely a guy to keep a focus on this week against the Falcons. This pressure has to come, has to turn up a notch. You know, regardless of the fact that they've struggled to stop the run, there have been obvious passing situations. And you look at first week against Detroit, you had that last final drive where Detroit was slinging it and only going to sling it second half or at least end of the third quarter and fourth quarter from the Giants where there wasn't going to be much running the football. It was going to be dropping back and throwing it. The Bears were just unable to come up with much of an answer in those situations. That is the huge goal for the Bears this weekend. Can they get a sustained pass rush on the Atlanta Falcons? And if they can find a way to do it, as well as stopping the run or at least being efficient in that category, then the Bears' defense should be able to keep the Falcons to a manageable point where it allows the offense to go ahead and win this football game. There is a chance. We'll see. But if the Bears want to get back to elite level, get a victory this Sunday. Our last goal here, and this goes all the way back to 2019 with the Bears' offense, that's the emergence of a legitimate number two option in the passing game. And since the passing game is going to be spotlighted in this matchup against the Falcons, because quite frankly, the Bears need their passing game to be efficient and or effective. I mean, it can't just be a nothing and it can't just be spotty. It's got to it's gotta be a factor in this contest. And teams, you know, they're not stupid in this NFL and as much as maybe a lot of people and a lot of uh, Atlanta radio is clowning Dan Quinn 
Uh, Dan Quinn might not be a great head coach, but he's no dummy at the same time. Dan Quinn, with that defensive mind background, I would think with his coaching staff, simply has the idea of let's force Mitch to beat us and let's force him to beat us with somebody besides Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson didn't have maybe the best game last week, but a lot of attention was paid to him by the Giants defense and it showed. Uh, He was constantly bracketed. James Bradbury had a great game covering him and came up with that big time interception. Uh, Overall, just the Giants defense knew Allen Robinson's the main guy. We got to slow him down. And I would think that that's going to be the exact plan for the Falcons. Because who is really that next guy in the passing game that you fear on the Bears? Is it Anthony Miller, who was brilliant week one? And you could probably put the exact opposite, whatever that negative comment is, towards his week two effort, dropping a touchdown pass and a third down conversion late in that game. I mean, it was, it was basically the opposite of, you know, caught the touchdown, caught the big third down against Detroit. So we don't know really what Anthony Miller is as a receiver right now. He's been true to himself. In some games, looks great. Other games, completely non-existent. Another guy that comes to mind is Tariq Cohen. You know, a really solid first game. Goes back to non-existent for the most part in that week two game against the Giants. And... We've seen it in his past with the Bears. Some games great, some games it just seems like they don't even want to give him the football. Jimmy Graham, that tight end group, they've been very okay so far this year. It hasn't been uh, a necessarily great effort from their tight ends. Overall, uh, I believe they only have four catches as a group, so it's not like this revamped tight end room has has allowed for a receiver to rise up and be kind of that secondary threat when jimmy graham has played he's he's done some good things but we've also seen it a bunch whether it's the lack of training camp lack of preseason doesn't seem like him and mitch are quite on the same page yet another guy that does come to mind is darnell mooney the young rookie receiver who at this point, it's probably the odds-on favorite to be that number two option because he's played pretty well his first two weeks and teams really are respecting his speed. Uh, made a great adjustment on that touchdown catch and just came back to the football and high-pointed it and took it. I mean, that's what you want to see out of a young receiver. And it would be great to see him getting the ball with a little bit of space where he can really use that speed and see what he's like as an open-field runner. But overall a solid solid player so far for them six receptions 74 yards on the young season so you'll you'll take that especially when your leading receiver right now is Allen robinson eight catches 107 yards but does that mean more opportunities for the young darnell mooney and the other thing too is who does mitch trust a lot of times it's about mitch and trust and clearly he trusts Allen robinson who's that other guy he really trusts to go to with the football And that's as much on the receivers as it is on him because he has to develop that trust and, you know, figure it out with somebody because it'd be one thing if it was Allen Robinson with a bunch of nothing guys, but you have some talent out there. You have either the speed threat in Darnell Mooney, you have the quick agility slot receiver in Anthony Miller, you got the big catch radius tight end. There has got to be a way you can figure out 
hey, Allen Robinson's covered, crunch time. Who's the next guy I trust that I'm going to look at him as soon as Allen Robinson is not available for a throw? That's what the Bears have to develop, and this would be a huge week for that to happen. And it, it would go a long ways in winning this football game because if you're Atlanta and really any team in football, how do you not say, okay, when we're talking about the passing game, we need to take out Allen Robinson and force Blank to beat us. Now, you also want to have a plan in case, you know, Jimmy Graham's just this big old tight end that keeps boxing everybody out and kind of a la Jason Witten where he wasn't doing explosive things, but he was constantly catching the football and making big-time third-down conversions or big-time touchdowns. They have to find a consistent second option to go to, especially when the game is late and Mitch Trubisky is looking for somebody to go to that he trusts.